You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? Well, my week has been pretty good. I closed on the house. And let me say this. Um, you know, last week I threw out the name of a realtor and told people to DM me if you're looking for a house in Atlanta. But, you know, actually I met her at closing and she was okay. Like she was like, hey, Sora, and tried to make like small talk. And then like almost was sort of rude because uh the seller ended up leaving something at the house and she had to come and get it. And she like was on the phone the whole time when she came and got the stuff, didn't speak, didn't say anything. But I'm like, I wonder if she listens to all that deep. So, hmm. but she was nice when I met her, but just rude when she came back the, the next day to get stuff for the seller. But either way, I closed on the house and I'm in the new house with very minimal furniture. Harrison loves the house. He's been riding around the house on his scooter talking about wee, wee. So um, he's enjoying it. It's three minutes from his school. So that's what we wanted, somewhere close to his school, somewhere that I could get to and from my job within 30 minutes. I'm about 13 minutes from my job. So now James, on the other hand, is 45 minutes. He has a strong drive downtown, but we knew that that was going to happen. And he preferred to make sure Harrison was in a good, good spot. So, so yeah, I can't complain. Um, of course, moving is always really stressful. You know, when you don't have stuff, you're like trying to do stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't have any scissors or oh, I want to cook that. I don't have a pot. You know, that kind of thing is sort of annoying. So you end up spending a whole bunch of money buying stuff that you already have because you haven't gotten stuff moved in your house yet or you haven't unpacked it. So we're, we're making it one step at a time and, you know, getting all these estimates to update and fix our home. But we're in a good spot. Now, if our house can go back on the market in Houston and we can get that mortgage off our backs, we'll be fantastic. How you doing, Johnny? Well, congratulations. I was just about to say, why don't you have furniture in your house again? But I forgot that the furniture is in your other house. So congratulations. And wait, let me understand this. So the realtor that was representing you wasn't as nice as you thought she was? No, my realtor was very nice. I mean, oh, Edith is amazing. But remember, I, really like. I slammed her last week. <laughs> she was actually nice, but I know she was nice because she was about to get a check. And so she had to be cordial. 
because the next day she was like, I don't know you and I'm not going to speak to you. So, because I know what you talked, I know you talked about me on, oh, that's deep. But she was a listener. (laughs) Oh, well, let me tell you something. You treat people right everywhere you go because you don't know who has what or knows who or has a podcast and might just talk about you. So I suggest that you just treat everybody right everywhere you go. That's how, you know, like the old people say, you live right, you don't have to get right. That's right. So, Janine, you've just been, let me tell you, I'll be ready for to get my friend back because she's been busy, y'all. Y'all, she's been grinding. You cannot get in touch with her. I told y'all this last week, but I'm telling you, it's real this week. I'm telling you, homegirl is working overtime, okay? She busy. <laughs> but they can actually see me. Very soon. And maybe you too, if you come down for the Truth and Service Classic. But I have been busy. This week is typical busy as if I was, it kind of reminded me of my previous radio days, but it was Congressional Black Caucus Week here in DC. So if you all haven't noticed, I don't have a voice. I worked my body down to the, the brink of my immune system crashing probably. And I have... um pneumonia for the second time since we've had this podcast. So I am doing better. I'm on some good medication that, um, you know, breaks your fever and all that. And I've worked through it. I worked through it until today. Today is the first day that I worked from home in a while. So, but Congressional Black Caucus Week was fun. Um, I got to see some of my friends, or I should say Ken's friends, that are into politics and I got to see some really fun people and got to go to a really fun party that was DJed by D nice. Um, so it was, it was a good week, but it was busy because unfortunately all of those things, with the exception of maybe one or two of those things were coordinated by yours truly. So it was kind of like work fun all at the same time, because that's about the only way you're going to get fun in with my kind of work schedule. So yeah, that's how my week has been. So, Janine, you're just going to skate by the fact you had pneumonia. Just skate over uh, that. Let me tell you, I just actually recently found out that I had pneumonia. So I went and got tested for COVID. And, you know, if you have asthma, I don't know if this is common, but every time I've gone to get tested for COVID, when I, when I go in, they find out that I have asthma. So they do a bunch of other tests, blah, 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 blah. So they do a little chest x-ray to see what your lungs are looking like and mine just happened to have a little bit of fluid inside so yeah yeah there that's it but I feel much better um I'm sure that it's probably a little difficult to hear me because my voice sounds kind of a little bit more deep than it normally is and every other word it sounds like I'm trying to squeak something out so but yeah I feel much better I feel 100% better and I'm doing I'm being diligent about my meds So, Janine, are you going to take off next week to relax and recuperate and finish your antibiotics? Okay, so that's a no, because Truth and Service is next week. And our friend Carl Payne is coming down to do a comedy show for us. Then there's the game. And then there's, yeah, and Dr. Ian, who's on the podcast network, it's doing, I mean, it's it's a ton of stuff. So let me just say this. The answer is no. I will get through it. I feel, like I said, I feel much better. This is the back end of it. Last week I sounded terrible and I took off, well, I didn't take off two days, but I worked from home for a couple of days because I didn't have any voice. So this is actually much better. If we had have recorded yesterday, I probably would have sounded a little bit worse, 
but it was getting better yesterday as well. So this is great, Nicole, in comparison. But, but that event, those events start next weekend. So mm-hmm. you got the rest of this week and the beginning uh-huh. of next. I have two major events this weekend. So that's a no. And then we have our final match this weekend. So that's also a no. So that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday play. So no. And then next week is load in. So no, I don't. No, no, no. My, I do have a week off in November. Okay, listeners, friends, before we move on to the timeline, because we're going to move on from this, because I'm not going to hark on this, but I don't want you to do as Janine is doing. you got to prioritize yourself, okay? You get a little motivational moment at the beginning of the show. So, friends, I hope that y'all have a fantastic week this week and that you are prioritizing your own health. Okay, because if you don't, you get burnt out and worn out and you get pneumonia and then you don't make time for yourself. You're putting time for yourself in the month after she said November, y'all. Don't do that. Okay, let's not do that. Anyway, I'll move on to not beat up Janine via podcast because she knows she's wrong. She's sitting back drinking that water. You better drink that water. It's the only thing you can do. Hydrate. Hydrate. At least she's doing that, y'all. Anyway, Janine, what's on our timeline this week? Okay, so, Nicole, I'm going to just be honest that I've heard of these people, but what I'm about to discuss, I really had to do some research on because I really didn't know much about this story. Like, I had seen bits and pieces of it, kind of like clips of things, I guess, on our timeline for some time now, but I didn't, I didn't really... I guess, pay attention to it. So I chose this particular story because I feel like we can all, like if we dig deep down inside, relate to this story in some way. You know, we have this way as a society of saying that something is outrageous, it's toxic, it's extreme. But whether it's like, you know, us staying in a relationship too long or as I put it, staying in a relationship past its expiration date or trying to force love or, you know, trying to to figure out where we stand with someone and not be quite clear about what their intentions are or even perpetuating the cycle of abuse, right? Or fighting over a man or dealing with daddy issues, all of those things. We like to kind of sit back and watch these train wrecks. But as opposed to watching a train wreck, I, you know, kind of took it upon myself to say, how can we watch these things happen and figure out how we relate to them, right? So um, I was looking at some of the comments that are beneath these stories because this is all played out on social media, let me say this. And a lot of them refer to people being, to these two that I'm going to refer to, are being desperate or ghetto or disrespectful. Everyone talks about their toxicity. But here's the thing. Again, we don't necessarily focus on how or why even we're watching this, right? So here it is. Allow me to introduce you to Jonathan Jamal Porter and Krishan Malone. We know them better as Blueface and Shawnee or Krishan Rock. So Jonathan, aka Blueface, is a 25-year-old rapper, and he came from a you know a non-traditional family unit. So he had a mother and a father, but he lived with his mother when he was young. And then as he got into his teen years, 
he moved to live with his father. He is athletic. He's played football and he even boxes. And he was also in the marching band. So he's a super talented guy, right? He had a number of temp jobs, but he never really had a traditional nine to five. So he has seemingly always been just a talented man, right? And he's rapped since he was about 12. And now he's a reasonably successful rapper. He has a distinct style. He's one of those rappers that raps off the beat. You know, all of the stuff that is like the in rap today. And I feel like I'm 90, but y'all, I'm not young anymore. So he's been signed since about 2018. And I think that's when he signed to Birdman's Cash Money West. So don't quote me, but I'm almost sure it was 2018. So since then, he's had a few charges. You know, he got a few run-ins with the law. But let's be honest, with what rapper has not had a few run-ins with the law? And while I know of his song Tatiana with Cardi B, which I think was released in 2019, he didn't really start appearing on our timeline until his OnlyFans show, Blue Girls Club. Now, I will be honest, I've never seen Blue Girls Club. It could be the most wholesome show. I don't know what they do on there, okay? So I'm going to be honest. But based on what I've heard of it, and this is all hearsay, let me be clear, it's a little heat steamy, raunchy, ratchet, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's a show, right? But this is where he met Krishan Malone, a.k.a. Shawnee, a.k.a. Krishan Rock. So Kashan grew up as the, and she was the 11th child of 12 children. And she says that she watched, you know, she didn't have a great upbringing, right? Like she is super spiritual, but she talks about in pretty consistently in her interviews that her upbringing was difficult. She said that she watched her mother be abused by her father. She said that they had a hard life. So I'm assuming they, you know, had some financial issues and she always just, you know, wanted to be famous. So she, in my mind, and she didn't say this, wanted to do anything that she could to become a star. So she was on track to become a superstar, I'll say. She started off with the show that she was on that was um, the ultimate tag where she won $10,000. But we didn't really know who she was, like truly know who she was. Until this show, Blue Girls Club. So she became a regular occurrence on our timeline, I would say, at that point, Nicole. And she fell in love with Blue. And we know her now as Blueface's girlfriend. Or at least one of them, I will say. So we aren't quite sure when this relationship began. But we do know that... It's pretty much been volatile since the beginning. We know that it's probably been about a few years, but there was a while where he was denying that he was in a relationship with her. So we're not 100% sure when they became like official. I started seeing posts about them being like official official in August of 2021. So I wasn't doing that much digging because y'all, not for nothing, I didn't really care when they started dating because this is kind of messy. So during their relationship, Shawnee has lost a tooth from fighting. The person she was fighting was his, the mother of his children. She caught him cheating numerous times, but 
they made up. She then, you know, after they made up, she got his name tatted on her. But not only did she get her, his name tatted, she got his entire face tattooed onto her neck. I mean, like a portrait of him is on her neck. Okay. As if that wasn't enough, as if she needs to see him even more often. Remember I said that she got her tooth knocked out when she was fighting Nicole? Well, now she has like a plate for a tooth. And on the tooth is a picture of him. So as if the neck tattoo of the portrait of him wasn't enough. Or the names that were tattooed on her. The tooth, the fake tooth that she has to wear because of a fight with the mother of his child. Or children now. Um, it, there's a picture on her tooth. Okay. I digress. Let me bring it back. So he's publicly denied her. As I mentioned, he's humiliated her. He's gone back and forth with her via social media. She's been in and out of this conversation with his mother of his kids since they've been together. He's had a, a second child with the mother of his first child Jaden Alexis and these two go back and forth and post pictures of him in bed with one of them. And then the other one posts pictures. I mean, it's really just a mess. I mean, I can't even, but okay, we'll leave his, the mother of his kids out of this. She's also gone to jail for breaking into his house. And just today she said she almost went to jail again after she caught him cheating again. Now, if you haven't been able to keep track, neither have I. So just we'll just say he's cheated a lot of times because I don't know how many times they've broken it off. They've gotten it back together. We don't know what's going on. But she caught him cheating again, I will say. And she went into the hotel room where he was and busted up everything in the hotel room. She started listing the things that she busted up. So she was admitting to the destruction of property. So she busted everything in the hotel room. She grabbed his phone and she proceeded to go live. Not live like, hey, I'll watch this show. Live on the internet, on social media, as you know we do when we do things that are illegal. But none, nonetheless, let's continue on the story. So we've all watched this unfold pretty much from the beginning on social media, all the drama. So this time, I guess, is no different. But she loves him, Nicole. She loves him. And she admits that she loves him. But she says that this time, Nicole, is the last time. It's over because this is the last time that she's going to sit back and watch him cheat on her. So the subtweets, subtext, sub messages back and forth between her and the mother of his kids weren't enough. Being detained in jail or being detained or even taken in by the police publicly numerous times wasn't enough. The physical altercations that she had with Blueface himself. They weren't enough. All the red flags in the world, Nicole, they would not have been enough because she loves him. But she's had it, Nicole. This is it. She's done. She's announced it. She's put it on social media. And you know, nothing's official till it's on social media. So she's put it on social media and they are officially done. But not without a tinge more of toxicity. Can't, can't just close the door and watch it shut and don't let it hit you with a good God split you. Nope, she had to be a little bit more toxic. So she announces that it's that it's done. And a few hours later, she drops the sex tape that she has with him. 
But now she's officially done, Nicole. Now, it seems ridiculous because, one, because of the way that I explained it, but it, it seems ridiculous because it is very dramatic and it's very toxic, right? It's wild. But before Shawnee and Blueface, it was Rihanna and Chris. It was Whitney and Bobby. It was Tina Marie and Rick James. So we love a volatile, toxic relationship where we know that this relationship is going nowhere fast and no one is getting out of this relationship unscathed. But we love it. We love watching the train wreck, right? Like we just sit back and watch and point. But we watch it because, and I've really sat and thought about this, Nicole, we watch it because it makes us feel better. It makes us feel better about our own messy lives, about you know, our own daddy issues. It makes us feel better about the fights that we've endured and the craziness that we've endured and the dumb mess that we've put up with just because we were in love. And it makes us feel better because we just aren't as toxic as them. They're more toxic than we are. So we feel comfortable in our mess because someone else is worse. Nicole, the first thing I thought to myself was, this is crazy. And then the second thing I thought to myself was, well, what about your own toxicity? What about the own mess that you've put up with? I had to remove the plank from my eye so that I could really see the situation for what it is. It's just another bad case of a bunch of nonsense that we put up with in the name of love. But you know that that's not what love is. And, you know, it's easy to say that from the outside looking in. But like, it's not. But we've kind of become accustomed to all the drama and the show and the fight and the fuss. It makes it just that much more passionate. But it, it's not. Like, I feel like we should really reconsider how this really plays out. I don't know. What do you think, Nicole? I think it's all a hot mess. I think it's a shame that this gorgeous girl, this gorgeous, insecure girl is chasing behind this man. Let me tell you, this reminds me, you remember when we did that episode on hotels with, uh, you know, Jasmine Sullivan's hotels and like, basically people talk about the things they do for the D. I'm telling you, this is a prime example of crazy and stupid stuff people do for the D. Like you really get your old teeth knocked out for the D. You really will let somebody cheat on you for the D. You really going to fight in public. And then what was the point of actually releasing the sex tape after they broke up? I don't understand that. It was almost like she put it out there like it's a one up. Like, yeah, let me show you. But it just has her looking crazy. Like you out there looking bad. Now you're going to put a sex tape out. That's embarrassing you. You want putting all your goods out there. What are you thinking about? I don't know. I'm wondering how this, this poor baby, it's just a cry for help. Somebody needs to give her a hug. What is wrong with her? It just, none of it makes any sense. None of it. The fact that they are fighting, none of it. The fact that he is out there wild as well with other girls out there in public, the fact that the other girls are okay being out there and caught up in this drama. I think some people just just feed on toxicity. Like some people just like that kind of drama. Like that's what they're used to having in their lives. So I'm wondering what this girl's childhood was like. I mean, I feel like a psychiatrist right now. Like how, what kind of childhood do you have? She was 11th of 12 kids. 
she said that her mom was getting beat by her father. And actually, just recently, they went to make this toxic situation even more toxic. Blueface actually recently almost caught charges for beating up her father. And she then went on social media to say, oh, well, he deserved it. It was coming to him from all the stuff that he's done over the years. So this is a perpetuation of this same toxic, traumatic mess in mind. But that's my point. Exactly. Even without you saying that, we knew that we knew that she must have. This must be her norm. Right. People that don't know any other way think that this is how love is shown. Like with all the drama, with all the fighting, with all the I'm going to stay with him and I'm going to be abused no matter what, because I can't get no better because that's what I saw my mama do. So I'm going to do that as well. This just cycle of insecurity it's just shameful. It's embarrassing, not just to the black community, because it is we out here bad, but to people and to women in general, like we should think more highly of ourselves. And realistically, we should make sure we value ourselves because our children, those of us that have children are watching and they're going to end up in the same type of relationships that they see. If the relationship doesn't feel loving, they're going to seek relationships that are also not loving and think that that is the definition of love. And, you know, this is a prime example. Now, I will admit, Johnny, we old, we walk with Jesus, right? According to these other young people, okay? I didn't know who these people were. I did not know who they were, but that's how, that's how hard they're trending right now. And even if you don't know who they are, you're like, let me go and find out who these people are and all the foolery that's going on. Like, why does this person keep surfacing on our timeline? Well, let's dig deep and see what's going on with them. So we don't really keep up with these people, but they trending. So, you know, we have to talk about what's trending and what's trending is she's looking crazy. She is looking crazy. But think about this. Rihanna was looking crazy when they she had the incident with Chris Brown. And they were toxic back and forth for a while. Chris Brown and his baby mom were crazy with each other as well. Bobby and Whitney were crazy with each other as well. And Rick James and Tina Marie were crazy with each other as well. So this is not a new crazy, right? It's just a, this generation's of crazy, right? Or this generation's version of crazy. It's, it's, it's sad, but clearly the fact that we watch this and it has emerged on our timeline, tells you that this is something that people are dealing with. We watch it because there's something in there that's familiar to us, right? We're watching it because somebody says like, oh, I know somebody or I've experienced this. And girl, can you remember when I put up with this nonsense that this man was over here giving, thinking I was doing something, realizing that he was phony? Like, we all have a situation like that, right? Like, we all have a situation. Now, it's we might not be out here bagging our teeth knocked out, but it made me think of, I have a girlfriend that she was messing with this dude. I mean, the dude would whine and dine her, but every day she would be calling a tow truck because his baby mom was coming, putting on her car on flats. Like we've all been here, experienced it, been there, done that. It might not be as bad as we perceive this to be, but like not for nothing. The more we watch this story, the more money they get. How much money have we not gotten for our dramatic, traumatic stories that we've endured because we thought we were in love? You're right. I mean, 
I remember that Chris Brown. Ring. Now, in, in, in Rihanna's defense, once she got that black eye, I don't remember her going back. It wasn't a whole bunch of back and forth. She got that black eye. She said, oh, no, you embarrassed me in public? We done, okay? We are done. Now, Bobby and Whitney, they were on drugs, okay? People do a lot when they on drugs. They do the most when they on drugs. So not saying it's an excuse, but it wasn't a surprise that they went back and forth. You know, same thing with Rick James. Ah, they were on drugs, you know. And we don't know that these two not on drugs, though. They they might be, but I mean, right now we don't have any evidence of that. And this is a, a whole different type of, of toxic. When you get your teeth knocked out and then getting the man's, you know, facing your tooth, <laughs> that's on a different level, okay? That's on a different level of toxic. All right. Yeah, but you know, Just love, bad. they say love is a drug, so maybe that's the drug that they're on. I don't know, but Nicole... I'm not breaking in your house. I'm not stealing your phone. I'm not doing any of this. And let me be very clear. Yes, as Nicole said, we owe. Now, she walked with Jesus, and I'm going to take it because that's, you know, she and Jesus said the birthday, but we're not that old. But she says she walked with Jesus. So I'm going to let her walk with Jesus on the 25th of December. But we're not quite Jesus old, but we old. But I will say when we were young, I don't remember being that much in love. And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one that's messed up and everybody else is feeling this butterfly you know, love fluttering in your stomach to make you do anything and everything. But I ain't never experienced that kind of love. Not sure I want to. I feel like the kind of love that we're seeing is the kind that has you just like confined and trapped and you can't think straight. And I'd like to have a clear mind. I don't know, but this, I'm not judging them because, you know, everybody got to experience their situation and get through their love a different way. But it don't need to hurt. It doesn't need to be so toxic. It doesn't need to be so volatile. I don't know. I hope she finds love elsewhere. And if this man is out here cheating, if look, here's my thing. If, if a man wants to go on a Nick Cannon journey, allow him. You don't got to be, you do not have to make him husband material. You don't have to be riding out for him. It's time out for that. If you're not in the business of being teammates with your girl girlfriends, because that's what you are. Let's be honest. When all y'all are sharing him, y'all are teammates. If y'all not in the business of being teammates, there are some men over there that want to be faithful. You don't have to deal with this. Now, if you not, don't mind being teammates, then girl, go ahead. Ride on out. Let him go on his canon journey, okay? But this, mm -mm. I just want us all, like Nicole said, just be more selective. And have some more self-respect so that we're not finding ourselves in these situations. Well, all right. So, Janine, are you ready to talk through some of these letters that our listeners sent? Let's do it. All right. So the first letter says, hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. Thanks for helping us talk through all of our mess. This time, I hope you can help my best friend out. She is so in love with her so-called boyfriend, but he has her out here just looking stupid. First, my bestie is a very good catch. She was previously an accountant until her baby daddy, who is an attorney, convinced her to quit her job to stay home with her daughter, saying he didn't want other people raising their child. My friend, thinking she would get a ring soon, agreed. Now she's completely financially dependent on him because she has not worked in over two years. Over the course of their three years together, he has cheated twice. Once with one of his former law partners and the other with an ex during his college reunion. 
When he had the affair with his law colleague, my friend would bring dinner to the both of them to the office when they were working late on cases. She even hosted this woman and her boyfriend for dinner at their home. And he knew he was screwing her the whole time. Then my friend found out they were having sex throughout the entire time leading up to their big case. And this affair continued for six months afterwards. She was dumbfounded, but she didn't leave him. My friend forgave him. Even his mama told my friend to leave him. Ladies, how can I convince my friend that she looks stupid out here in these streets and deserves more from her relationship? Erica. Okay, Erica. So I'm going to just run down these details really quick about your friend. They've been together for three years. She's now dependent on him because he didn't convince her to quit her good accountant job. But he can financially afford to take care of them because clearly he is. He's an attorney. So now he has put her in a position where she is dependent on him. The first problem, Erica, that your friend made, or mistake I should say that your friend made, is she didn't have a ring. She didn't have no papers on this man. She didn't have anything guaranteeing her. Now, here's the thing. We shouldn't look for guarantees in love. We shouldn't look for guarantees in life. I'm not saying that we should. But we all know at this point in life that things are uncertain, that people will flip on you. And we know if you want to be disappointed, put your trust in a man, right? And I'm not saying a man like an actual physical man. I mean like a proverbial, like a human man, right? I feel bad for her, your friend Erica because she's now financially dependent on him. She clearly can't trust him because he's out here cheating multiple times. They ain't even been together long enough for him to be out here cheating this many times. What is twice? She, he cheated twice in three years. So every year and a half, he needs to get his, his little itch scratched out here. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because I feel like your friend is smart. She's probably embarrassed because, you know, as women, when we go through these situations, we get embarrassed. And while we want to hear our friends tell us that he's not cheating and this and the third, you, we want to hear all the things that are going to reassure us that we're making the right decision all while we're making the wrong decision. Now, Erica, you know, your girlfriend is making the wrong decision and you know her better than we know her. So, you know, that it's likely that she's probably not going to say anything. So what you about to do is sit here and support her while she works through this nonsense that she has now created her life to be. Now, I'm sorry, but maybe you suggest that she get a job. Maybe you give her gentle nudges, but I wouldn't suggest pushing. Don't push too hard because it's just going to push her right into depending on him more than she already is. And that's what we don't want. We don't want her depending on the, the lying, cheating, manipulative lawyer man. Because clearly that's what he is. Because he's cheating. He manipulated her into not having a job because he didn't want anybody taking care of his kid. Whatever. Now she's dependent on him. And he basically he knows he can do whatever it is he wants to do. Because where is she going with no money? <sighs> Erica, I feel bad for your friend. But make gentle nudges. Don't push too hard. What you think, Nicole? So I, I would agree. I would not, I would definitely not push too hard in terms of saying, leave him, leave him. I would encourage her to plan for her future. The first thing I would encourage her to do is, girl, go renew your CPA license and get you a job. Okay. 
Because once she actually starts leaving her house, starts having other people she's spending time with besides being at home with a toddler, once she actually starts having human interaction with adults and adult conversations, she's going to realize like the stuff I'm going through is not normal. So I would encourage her to renew her CPA license and get a job. Let's start there. Once she becomes a little bit more empowered because she can support herself financially, then I think that she'll be better off. She'll be more likely to feel secure enough to move on and leave him. Right now, she's just not secure enough to leave him because she ain't got nothing, right? I would also, while she's going through this, see, okay, what are, what are, what's her support system besides you? And not saying you should take her in or anything like that, but besides you, like, can she go back to stay with her mama if she decides to leave or her father or, you know, a cousin, some siblings who is in her circle that she can lean on during this time? Who can she lean on to help her keep the toddler? Is it toddler going to daycare? Is the toddler going to school? Can we, you know, situate some of those family members to help support her while she is transitioning back to work? I think having people be independent is a big step in getting out of a financially abusive relationship. And this is obviously financially abusive if she's like staying with this man because he's controlling all of the finances, right? So I would I would encourage her to regain her own independence. I wouldn't even bring up the fact that girl, you need to leave him. I would say, you know, let's let's I see that you are strung out and you are dependent on him. Let's put yourself in a better financial situation to get yourself back where you were before you had this child. And sometimes not having a good support system and not having help can feel overwhelming. And it seems like he is isolating her, you know, saying, oh, I don't want anybody raising our child. Well, it takes a village. So you don't want anybody supporting her and raising the child. You want her to do everything by herself, but you work in late nights and early mornings with these partners at the law firm. And I don't know if he's still at the same law firm or not. It says ex colleague, ex partner, where she went or where he went. What's going on with that? Because I am not going to trust you if you cheated on me working late hours, have me looking crazy, hosting this girl at our house, knowing you screwing her, probably screwing on the bathroom in our house. Who knows? But I'm not going to trust you. So now I have to figure out how you're moving, how you, how you're making moves and who you with. She shouldn't feel that paranoid. So we need to figure out who can help her because he's obviously taking long nights and at the job, honey, putting in work, work in two different ways. So she needs help and you need to convince her to lean on her support system so that she's not overwhelmed with raising this child so that she can not have tunnel vision and get herself back on her feet. I think once that happens, she will be more likely to move away from that toxic relationship. I agree. Now we got to go to another toxic friend, Nicole. Okay, so my letter says, Nicole and Janine, I wish my friend would be honest. I feel like she's spiraling out of control for this man and the gram. My best friend is a newly divorced mother of two. Hmm, That is not what that says. My best friend is a newly divorced mother of two beautiful kids, 15 and 17. She's a successful entrepreneur, so she doesn't always have a lot of time but she's finally made time for dating. While I'm happy for her, I don't like her situation at all. She's been dating this guy for two years. He's a little her senior, I think maybe three or four years. 
he supposedly is well-established, though she claims he has, though she claims she has no idea what he actually does for a living. He also has two kids who are very young, under the age of 10, mind you. Somehow, my friend is always loaning him something or taking care of something for him because he needs it and, quote, she loves him. They've only been together a little, a little over two years, but she's already caught him cheating twice. They're always going somewhere to take pictures and post them on the internet. But I've known my friend for over 20 years, and I know that she's not happy. As far as I'm concerned, she would be happy if she just dropped this broke cheater off and moved on with her life. How can I help her move through this process so I don't have to deal with an unhappy best friend, signed Brooke? Well, Brooke, I'm sort of confused about your friend being with somebody that's well-established, that's always asking for money. It sounds like he's broke to me, or either he's doing some illegal stuff and not doing it very well, because people that I know that sold drugs, and I ain't saying I ever dated nobody with drugs that sold drugs, so let me say that, but I got some family members that sold drugs, and they always had money, so I'm trying to figure out. How is he well established? So first of all, I would, I'm, this is going to sound bad, but I would do some investigation of, of who is this man. Okay. Let me let my friend see the real person that she's dating. Meaning, okay, does this man have a job? Let me figure out where he has a job at. I'm going to Google him. I'm going to research him. I'm going to call references on him. I want to know what he actually does for money. Because I want to know if my friend is in danger. If he's doing something illegal, she's in danger. And I know that probing could put me in danger, so I'm going to discreetly probe. And you discreetly probe, okay? Don't be asking everybody that you can't trust, but I would definitely do some investigation. If he says he works for the bank, I'm calling the bank, okay? Um, that you can do. But I wouldn't ask Tito and them on the corner if he's selling, because that may get you shot, girl. But either way, I would do some investigation to see if... My friend isn't in any danger. And then secondly, I would straight up tell my friend, hey, why are you spending money on this guy? I mean, I know you love him, but if he's well-established, do you really think he's well-established or is he giving his money to some other family? Like, does he have a whole nother secret life that you don't know about? Is he broke and you don't know about it because he's lying? Or is he not broke and he doesn't have another family, but he's just paying you for a fool and using you because you're a sucker like that. So I would basically point out the obvious to her. And sometimes it's hurtful when people know the truth, but friends tell friends the truth. Okay. So I would say, I think that you need to figure out where your money is going and don't you give him another dime because he's not spending any money on you. So why are you spending money on him? Period. I agree. It sounds like your friend is in love because she, <clears throat> I don't know how long she was in a relationship prior to this, but it sounds like she was just like, you know, she heard the freedom bells ring and then she jumped into the first thing that she found. And of course, you know, your friend doesn't want to feel stupid because she done picked the man and she don't know what he does. And we know he's broke. And, you know, I had a friend like this before and the, the dude stole her whole identity. 
So again, like our other friend, I want to tell you this. Just help your friend through it. They, our friends know when they being dumb. Let's be honest. We, we all know when we being silly. But sometimes we have to have those silly moments because those are the moments that we don't really want to think about what reality is like. That could be our escape. Who knows? We know when we're being silly. Brooke, your friend knows she being silly. She don't know what that man does as much as you don't know what he does. He don't probably do anything, okay? She wants to take pictures for the gram. Let her be happy and take pictures with this man for the gram. Is he hurting her? No. You said she's not happy. He's cheating. Maybe they have an arrangement. I don't know. Check in with your friend. Ask her, how you feeling? How's your relationship going? Be supportive. And then if she realizes that she's stupid, great. But if she's not getting like hurt or harmed, girl, let your friend be dumb. It's okay. Every, every now and then we all got to be a little silly. Let her be silly for a while. She just got divorced, girl. Don't rain on her parade just yet. Give her some time. And then, you know, work through it with her. She'll get, she'll come back around. She's smart. She's an entrepreneur. Eventually, she's not going to have time for this man's foolishness. She's going to get that business up and popping. And she's not going, she's going to get right back into the grind. And she's not going to be thinking about him. And it's going to be somebody else that comes along. You know, she might just be enjoying the ride right now, girl. If she's unhappy and depressed, work on it with her. But don't be out here trying to say you got to leave this man because you're going to hurt her little feelings. And then what are we going to do? We're not going to be friends anymore. Girl, let her, be, let her go through her silly moment in peace. But also, I would definitely, if she's just doing this because everybody needs that little funny bone tickled, then go get you some, girl. I mean, if that's what she's trying to make it, that's fine. That's a whole different level there, okay? But if she's trying to be serious, I would be like, okay, let's have a come to Jesus because I think somebody lying. But if you just got divorced and she just trying to give us, get us some, I mean, okay. I'm just saying, all right, I don't mind that. But it sounds like she's serious about this man, which is what makes, give me a little bit of pause. But I would encourage her, take your time, girl. You just got to have something serious. You don't want to jump back into anything serious, you know. Either, you know, you get your little piece of here and there, get you a real good vibrator and keep on moving, honey. Yeah, I'm with it. Don't let's not let's don't jump into another relationship. Brooke, tell her don't jump into another relationship. Nicole's right. Tell her pump the brakes, put some brakes on this train. It's okay. You just a little excited because it's, it's a good fun time. We get it. Girl, we get it. It's a different pole we riding this time. We get it. But this, this what we're not about to do. We're not about to make the hubby the broke man with two baby kids because how you got little kids how, where the little kids came from i got kids almost off the house why well, i'm going back to the we're not doing that play the episode for your friend tell your friend we're not starting over <laughs> because he out here wild got them two babies he out here wild hadn't committed to nothing because he all about giving that d and that's it and if that's what you're gonna use for listen his pit soldiers marching you better get on some birth control just saying. Hello, girl. Get you on some birth control. Get a tie tubes. Do a something. Because, baby, you almost finished. Brooke, make sure she listens to this episode. She only got three years for that baby is out the house. Girl. And, yes, we can go back to the episode where I say you're not supposed to put your kids out the house. But she's newly divorced. And it seems like she's probably done well for her kids because you said she has two beautiful kids. Right? So she's almost got these kids out this house. She done worked hard to get her own business up off the ground. And she got these kids. They about to go out the house. And she about to be riding whatever she wants to ride. Do you hear what I tell you? 
this thing that she has right now is very temporary. Just make sure she doesn't make it permanent. If you need birth control, pregnancypearls.com. Get yourself in contact with Dr. Nicole Pliny. Tell your friend, get some good birth control so you can have fun. You are divorced, girl. Yes, I'm talking to you. Brooke, make sure you play this for your friend. I'm talking to you, Brooke's friend. Get you on some good birth control. Get your tubes tied, snipped, burnt, whatever you got to do. All right, Jenny. So what did you learn new this week? So I learned that, you know, it's 6% of us out here that's acting silly, just simple-minded. You know why? Because 6% of people remarry the ex that they couldn't get along with the first time that they had to get a divorce from. Why are we out here simple? Why are we doing this? If y'all have a story about you are part of that 6% that remarried and it worked the last time, please write us because I want to hear how maybe y'all mature because that's simple to me. It's simple-minded. I don't know what y'all here doing. You remarrying the same man you couldn't get along with the first time. Why are we doing this? I'm sorry, Nicole. What did you learn new this week? So what I learned new this week is that the cost to get a custom tooth with anything you want on them First of all, the fact that you can do that. Who knew that you could get a custom tooth that has somebody's face in it? I didn't know that, okay? I didn't know that. But the cost is about a thousand to thirty five hundred dollars a tooth, depending on what you want on there. So I learned that new this week. But Nicole, that's on top of what the tooth itself costs, right? So y'all, my teeth were very pretty. My parents, I appreciate them so much for giving me these good braces. But, you know, I had to get some fixing of these teeth because I was real hard on my mouth and I had knocked some teeth out and I had a root canal and it was looking a little gray. So I have some great veneers and I'm appreciative of the great dentist that put these great veneers in my mouth. Fenton Family Dental, shout out, black dentist. He's amazing, right? But these things, Janine had to save up for these. She did. And it's no pictures or anything. I didn't, I don't have custom tooth money. I just have tooth money. Lord, y'all, we out here putting pictures on teeth. What is going on, Nicole? Get you a tooth with James's picture on it. Hell no. Mm-mm. First of all, I'm not even one to get a tattoo. I don't have any tattoos on my body. And I would, if I had a tattoo, I would not be getting my significant other's name on me. Because people mess up like that, okay? So I'm for sure not going to be brushing my teeth with somebody's head in my tooth, that's crazy. Mm-mm. I ain't doing that. Carol, I have tattoos, and I don't have anybody's name tattooed on me. But I do have tattoos, and I'm a proponent of tattoos. If, if you are not convicted by tattoos, I suggest you get one, right? It's a, it's a way to express yourself of how you feel at the moment, and it will give you a memory back that you, yes. But I've also gotten a tattoo removed, so there's also that. So... I will say this. I don't have anybody's name on me. Now, I would get something symbolic for somebody, but I don't have anybody's name on me. I don't necessarily, I'm necessarily against it. I just, it's not my preference. So y'all want to do it. But the portrait of you, I mean, not for nothing. But I feel like those kinds of things should be reserved for your children because they're always going to be your children or someone who is passed on, Right. Outside of that, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the portrait, especially not in such a prominent area like my neck. But you know what? More power to him. But I just can't understand the duplicate picture, like the neck and the tooth. But now that she's done, like, what do you do? Do you get a new tooth and a new neck? How do we do this? Like, you know how 
painful it is to get a tattoo removed, Nicole? Girl, I got a tattoo removed from my finger and I only went through half the sessions because it was so terrible. I can't imagine doing that on your neck. All right. So are you ready for the motivational moment? Yes, let's do it. All right. So the motivational moment comes from Lucy Robinson from The Greatest Love Story of All Time. That's a book. And it goes, I want you to be with someone who really, really loves you. A wild love, a crazy love. I want yours to be the greatest love story of all time. Now that's true, but ladies, don't let these men have you out here looking bad. Love is also about respect and you deserve that too. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep, BWC. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.